hear me from time to time saying that the priest has the chance to do the readings from the day or proper to the saint. Believe it or not, that reading was from the day. It means it has nothing to do with just coincidence that it fell on St. Therese's feast day. And the very fact that it talked about the childlike, how amazing. And you know that it also talked about he saw Satan and his angels fall from the sky. Thursday, um, there was a showing that Father Don Calloway and I were part of called the St. Michael Meet the Angel. And it was shown in movie theaters in the U.S. on Thursday. And yes, there needs to be a lot of work still to do in the translation. So please, if you know your faith well, you'll see some major translation issues in the movie. That's why we were kind of hesitant because it said things like worshiping of the angels. We do not. We do not. But the good point is this. Thursday night, the number one movie in America was St. Michael. It was the largest grossing movie in the United States on Thursday night. There is hope for us. And St. Therese is one of the ways to do it. How amazing that this passage talks almost about her. And I, I wanted to highlight, if you missed our EWTN show on Wednesday, Living Divine Mercy, it's up on our YouTube channel, the channel you're watching now, and on Facebook. We did a show on St. Therese. If you missed that, please tune in because it's a special day today. We did it just Wednesday, a couple days ago. And why? Well, this little powerhouse, Marie Francoise Therese Martin, who was uh, born in 1873, saint for our times, is known as Saint Therese of the Child Jesus. But we just heard about, you have revealed them to the childlike. A lot was revealed to her. She's one of only four doctors in the church, female doctors of the church. Please pray. We are really, really deeply working with the Vatican Father Kaz, myself, Dr. Stackpole, please pray. We're working diligently to have St. Faustina named the next doctor of the church. I said that'll be one of the happiest days of my life if this happens. We've been collecting signatures for 10 years. For 10 years, I've been going around begging people to sign. If, if you'd like to sign, our petition is online on our website, thedivinemercy.org. We're praying because this is part of a huge week. You know, when I was a little kid, I got super excited for Shark Week and Godzilla Week. <laughs> Those were the things that got me so excited. Now it is all about Saint Week. I just mentioned we got today Saint Therese, tomorrow the Guardian Angels, the fourth Saint Francis, one of my favorite saints, the fifth Saint Faustina, the seventh the Rosary. And I mentioned, please join us for the Rosary Congress which is the beginning right after this mass, we will process. So thank you to Gene Pollock and others. Please, if you're in this area, just come to the uh, chapel at the MHC and join us in adoration. If you didn't even officially sign up, just come and join us. If you can sign up, it's beautiful. Well, anyway, she is a powerhouse. Along with Teresa of Avila, Catherine of Siena, and Hildegard of Bingen, she is one of only four, as I said, female doctors. Now, who was she? All right, St. Therese was a French discalced Carmelite nun known as the Little Flower. Beautiful, simple, practical. This is how she approached the spiritual life. Now, she was called, along with St. Francis, 
She was called as the two most popular saints in the history of the church. Now, personally, I think the most important saints of our times, John Paul II, St. Faustina, and Padre Pio. But when you add these two, St. Francis of Assisi and St. Therese of Lisieux, who are called the most popular saints, we have a biggie. And three of those saints are this week. St. Therese, St. Faustina, uh, St. Francis, and St. Faustina. How incredible. And we just had Padre Pio. So, and we have the guardian angels thrown in there. So this is awesome. Uh, Pius X called her the greatest saint of modern times. I, I think you can see that the Basilica in the zoo is the largest pilgrimage place in France next to Lourdes. And we got to go there a couple months ago. Who is she? She became a nun at 15, but died at 24 of tuberculosis, just like St. Faustina. Um, her parents are the only canonized married couple in history of the church. Her parents, the first married couple ever canonized. And in the beginning, they lived together as just brother and sister. It's kind of funny. So they got married, but they lived together only as brother and sister. And then their confessor said, no, you're supposed to be open to life. Boy, did they. They immediately had nine children. <laughs> and so, so they did that. So five of the surviving daughters became nuns. So all of the sisters became nuns. But there wasn't all perfect. As I said in the EWTN show, like my family, we put the fun in dysfunctional. Um, they did. She would have her little temper tantrums. Uh, her sister said she was high strung. Um, she was so scrupulous. She even wished one day that her mother would die. And it was interesting because she did recant that. But when her mom did end up dying, it really threw her for a loop. Because she realized what she had said in the past. Let go. We all say stupid things that we don't mean. We all say things out of the heat of the moment in 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 the midst of emotions that we don't need. Beg for forgiveness of the other person, ask for forgiveness, go to confession, be forgiving yourself, and move on. So even saints get stuck in the past. Don't do that. Remember, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And so this is what we have with St. Therese. And she said that her disposition changed and she said she became just dissident and oversensitive, crying at everything. I always laugh when I was in the Vishit Father Mark Barron made us read Story of a Soul. And I said, I can't take this, Father Mark. All she does is cry. All she does is cry. I can't take this anymore. And so she would say different things, and I would just get so annoyed. Well, now I see the wisdom in what she wrote. I see the beauty in what she wrote and her struggle we're all going through it. And so this is a good saint. Her father once said that, you know, Christmas, I'm glad it'll be over. She got all sensitive. She started crying. And all of a sudden, an instant grace, a singular moment of grace hit her. And she went running. She stopped crying. She went running downstairs. And she said, quote, in an instant, Jesus, content with my goodwill, accomplished the work in me that I had not been able to do in 10 years. She'd been trying to overcome her sensitivity, her, her emotions, and in one instant, Jesus overcame it in her. So if you're working on something like that, ask for that grace, especially this week of the saints. 
Call upon St. Therese. Call upon your guardian angel. How many of you are praying to your guardian angel? Your guardian angel is the key. Call upon St. Francis. Call upon St. Faustina. Most of all, pray the rosary and call on Mother Mary. This is the week to do it. Powerful. So anyway, real quick, uh, some little stories about her. Um, in 1887, she asked Pope Leo, my favorite pope, the 13th, and she could become a nun. He said, do what your superiors tell you. You will if it's God's will. She refused to leave. The Swiss guard had to really pull her away from the feet of the, of the Holy Father. And she did end up becoming a nun. You know, it's funny because I, I always look to her because she prayed a lot for priests. Here's what's funny. She, she saw some people praying a lot for priests. But she said she was very surprised. She said, I don't understand this because their souls are pure as crystal. Uh-uh. The priest is attacked more than anybody. The priest has the bullseye. Yesterday, I found out that somebody had falsified an email account in my name and had written emails out saying they were Father Chris Alar. And they were trying to arrange to meet with certain people. We don't know what kind of harm or damage that was. Now we ended up investigating it, and it's okay. But how crazy, how easy it is nowadays to attack, especially a priest. Because nowadays a priest is guilty until proven innocent. And so we have to... Pray for our priests. I remember you've heard me say before that the, right before my ordination, I went to a Dominican priest for confession, and he, I mentioned the ordination, and he said, are you ready for this? And naively, I said, I think so. And he said, just remember, tomorrow at this time, your wanted poster will be in the post office of hell. <laughs> and I said, gee, thanks, Father. That's exactly what I needed to hear before my ordination. But she said she couldn't understand why people were praying for priests because they were supposed to be this pure. And then she said later, I met, because she said, I met many saintly priests. But she said later, I found that in spite of being above the angels by their supreme dignity, they were nonetheless men and still subject to human weakness. Please pray for our priests as our priests are praying for you. So to finish, she realized that she was just a little soul. So where I want to finish with this is why we call her the little flower. All right, she was a little soul. Totally, she said, incapable of anything. Doesn't that sound like us? She understood, though, that it was this littleness that she could get closer to God. The little way. In her quest for holiness, she believed that it was not necessary to do these great heroic acts. Like every morning in the winter, as I get into the shower, I try to turn on the cold water because I want to do some form of penance. And I remember last winter, I think probably 99% of the time I ended up turning it a little bit back warmer on again. Because I, it's just one thing. I can fast. I can do other things. I struggle with a lot of penances. But the cold shower on a winter morning is probably the hardest for me. 
But I figure that is what will offer up the most, as Brother Alex always says. He's our, he's our emptier outer of purgatory, Brother Alex right here. So he always talks about double portion for the holy souls. And so I always think if I could do a cold shower in the winter, that, that's going to get multiple souls out. I would always fail. And I would be like feeling, ah, I failed again. I, 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 didn't, I didn't do it. She's saying, no, don't get hung up on this. Don't get hung up on these great heroic acts or great deeds in order to be holy. Just express your love for God in a holy way. Now, if you can do those things, God bless you. God bless you. So she wrote this, quote, Love proves itself by deeds. Yes, this is true. But then how am I to show my love? Great deeds are beyond me. The only way I can prove my love then is by scattering little flowers. And these flowers are every little sacrifice, every little glance, every little word. And the doing of the least actions with the greatest of love. You know, I never understood in Navishit when she said, even if you pick up a pen, that this is meritorious. And I struggled with that. I was like, how is picking up a pen of any significance? And then I realized God's universe had order. Then sin came. And we disrupted God's perfect universe. We, we, we created disorder. And even the pen, instead of being in its holder, laying on the floor, is a disorder in God's universe. It's out of place. And then it occurred to me, oh my, even the littlest thing, like reaching down and picking up a pen that doesn't belong there and putting it back into order is meritorious. As long as you say, God, I'm doing this for the love of you, and the creation order of your created universe back into order. Even the simplest little thing. Just think if you do that with sin. Thinking about the disorder your sin causes in the universe. And you decide to put it back in order. Living with, cohabitating with somebody who's not your spouse. Putting it back in order. Being totally honest in your taxes. Put it back in order. Getting back to mass and taking your family with you putting it back in order. Think how big that is if just even a little pen and putting that back in place. To me, that's amazing. So she wanted to go to heaven by an entirely new way. She called it the little way. She said, quote, I wanted to find an elevator that would raise me to Jesus. The elevator, she said, would be the arms of Jesus lifting her in all her littleness. And what does a parent do? They reach down and they pick up the child and they elevate them. She's saying the arms of Jesus is my elevator. And I want to be elevated up. Well, did she say in the evening of this life, I shall appear before you, Lord, with empty hands, naked. For I do not ask you, Lord, to count my works. I have nothing but my littleness. What a great way. This is beautiful. So, you know, it was a Franciscan preacher who told her, it's not your faults that cause God the most sorrow. And this goes right along with St. Faustina. It's when you don't trust. Trust. So, to finish here with her quote, last quote, in the oblation she wrote, if through weakness I should chance to fall, 
May a glance from your eyes straightway cleanse my soul and consume all my imperfections as fire transforms all things into itself. That is what we are about to do. The holy sacrifice of the mass is to transform you. You can take the Eucharist all day long and it will do nothing if you're not open to the grace. If you are open to the grace and let it transform you like a fire from within, you will be transformed. It's the same with adoration. We will, at the end of this mass, we will not do the final blessing because we will, Brother Alex will expose, and then we invite all of you present to join us as we process the Blessed Sacrament over to the Marian Helper Center Chapel, our Lady Mercy Oratory, where we will begin 24-7 adoration, where we will begin this Eucharistic um, marvel of adoration, where we begin the Rosary Congress. And the Rosary Congress is powerful. What is it? A Rosary Congress is the continual praying of the Rosary. So everybody who's there in the chapel at the top of the hour, we'll pray the Rosary. The Rosary Congress is the continual praying of the Rosary in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament for seven days and seven nights. So that's what we're doing. In particular areas like a parish or a shrine or a diocese, wrapping our country, our state, our city, and our diocese, and our families within them under the protective heart of Mary. What an incredible event. And you know what this all ties together? Because what is today? First Saturday. And what do we do on a first Saturday? We come to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. We ask for her to wrap her mantle around us. So what a day we have here with you today. After the procession and we expose the Blessed Sacrament after this Mass, I invite you to all come back here because at 11 o'clock I'll be doing a talk on Marian apparitions. We're going to do La Salette today. And then we will finish after that with the first Saturday devotions. And if you're on the live stream, join us again after this Mass at 11 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock West Coast, because we will do the talk on La Salette here live at the Shrine at 11 o'clock our time, followed by the first Saturday devotions. All this beautiful thing I just said kicks off Saint Week, and today's Saint Therese, I really should have started with today's first Saturday. Today's first Saturday. And how beautiful it all ties together. You know, Saint Therese and uh, the Marian apparitions, La Salette, First Saturday, it's all under the protective mantle of Mary, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Praise be to Jesus Christ for giving us this gift, giving us the saints, throwing the angels in here, our guardian angel, St. Michael, and we have everything we need to get to heaven. But most of all, what you need to get to heaven is right here on this altar. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. 
That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.